Don't worry, everybody. The new episode is coming right up. But first, I want to remind you there are three quick ways that you can support the Fat Guy Forum and help the show keep going. First, make sure that you have rated and reviewed the show on whatever pod service you're using, whether that is Apple, Spotify, or whatever it is. Make sure you're doing that. Two, you can join the Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get access to the after show. You help keep things going because this show does have costs. And you're able to be a part of the Fat Guy Forum community that I would love to see grow, get your input on what you want to see going on with the show, and more. And the third and final way, if you can't join the Patreon, but you're buying products for yourself that I'm an affiliate for, like Redmond Real Salt and Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, there are links and codes in the show notes where you will save money when you use them, and I get a little bit to help things going here. So, please... Pick at least one of those ways to support the show if you enjoy listening to it on a regular basis, and know that I appreciate whatever you choose to do. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am happy to be with you once again here on the show, ready to sit down with another guy. He actually reached out to me and said he wanted to share his story, so I'm excited to bring him on the show today. His name is Brady Wicks. Brady, how are you doing today, man? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're talking. We're recording on a Monday, so it's always good to kick the week off with with a good recording. I'm excited to have you here, man. Let's get into it. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, growing up, I was always a uh, big person. Um, played football through high school. Um, ended up getting a scholarship playing football as a defensive lineman. And if you don't know, defensive linemen are usually big. I was 340 pounds playing uh, Division Two football. And then um, after football ended, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was big, had no purpose, was overweight, out of shape, could run a mile in about uh, 20 minutes. And then um, I wanted to make a change in my life. And I dropped about 140 pounds in about six months to join the United States Army. And uh, here we are now. Okay. Well, let's get, obviously, there's more to the story there. So let's get into it, man. You said you grew up as, as a bigger kid. You know, was football something you naturally got into or. Was it, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes like kids are, especially bigger kids are kind of pushed in that direction. Where did that come from for you? Well, I was usually like through, I don't know, first grade through seventh grade. I was like an average size kid, nothing, nothing big or nothing. And then towards eighth grade years, when I started getting bigger. But I played football my whole life and just got taller. I got taller, I got bigger and added weight on. And was, so, you know, and especially because I think there's, I, I've had guys on the show that that grew up bigger and even grew up around the size that you were, and they were they were not athletes, you know. So their experience can be a little bit different. Like I, I'm just curious for you, what was it like for you, kind of being on the bigger side, it growing up? Like was it ever something that was kind of shameful for you, or was it just always you're the big guy, you play football, and that's the life you're living? Like what, what was exactly that, like? that? It's all through high school and college, it never bothered me because, like you said. Playing football is just what I was. I always had to be big, and I would always want to get bigger and stronger, so I never had no issue with it until I stopped playing. That's when I knew I had a problem. Yeah, and so what, which is, a, is you know, like you said, like it, it's an experience I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, guys that go have that in their life, you know, and the, the, the hard part is football doesn't go on forever for everyone, you know, exactly. like sports don't go on forever. So then you kind of come out of it and, you know, you came out of it over 300 pounds. Like what was life, you know, coming up, you know, cause if I'm 
of course you can hear that I'm doing great with my words today. But knowing that you know your your purpose, you know, with football was get big, stay big, be able to do the work, be able to do that. You know, the relationship with food that you then develop then carries over after you finish football. How would you describe like what it was like for you after football when it came to like food? Uh, it was the same. Nothing changed because after I stopped playing football, I continued to lift weights and was pretty uh, heavy into powerlifting. So I thought, okay, well, if I'm a powerlifter, I need to be big and strong still so I can continue my same habits. So nothing really changed for me as far as like nutrition or nothing. Just stayed the same. I just developed the same mindset from football into powerlifting. So what brought you to a point where you decided you wanted to make change? Like what was going on? Like you said you needed to find purpose. Like what, what was driving that? Uh, so I was about a year out from graduating college. Um, and then one of the jobs I wanted to do, they were going to hire someone that's 340 pounds. So I knew I needed to do something differently in my life. I wanted to, something I can look back on my life and be proud of, something that's going to challenge me. So I'm like, right, it starts with some weight loss. And I was looking around at jobs, and I'm like, I think, you know, the Army and Dell challenged me, pushed me to my limits. And I set a goal from April of 2020, and then to October 2020, I was going to enlist in the Army. I had to lose 140 pounds in that time frame when I did it. So that's what pushed me to starting to lose weight. Yeah, which is losing that much in six months is a big accomplishment. Like, how did you how did you do it? Like, at, at like were you had you was weight loss something you had explored before, or was it just you you knew how to lock it in? Like, where did that kind of where did the path that you took come from? So never like. Knew about like weight loss, never tried to lose weight. Like I said, from football and powerlifting, there was just never knew about it. But I always had like a, I've always had like a strong work worth ethic, worth work ethic, and then working hard for what I wanted. Even though I was, I was still a big guy, still you know I played football in college, so I knew how to work hard. So I'm like, okay, this is my goal. I knew you know social media, you got people online, you can watch videos. And I just kind of figured out what would work, and I needed to just basically eat less. And so I started eating basically one meal a day, essentially, and about 12 to 1,500 calories for six months. A lot of cardio and weight training. And it just came off. It was, it was tough at first. It was very difficult. But then I realized I played the end in mind. I knew what my goal was, and I had to do it. Which is intense. You know, 12 to 1,500 calories for someone that's, that was 340. Yeah, it was not rough. a lot. Like, what was it like making that change? It, it was very difficult. Like, I was struggling every day, you know, why I hit and this, this and But I got never like, oh, I, I screwed this. I don't want to do this anymore. I just stuck with it because once I started leaving, like, seeing, like, maybe a pound or two drop, okay, well, this is working. I mean, I'm, I can do this. And I just kept on, kept on, and just kind of got used to it. And I started tracking everything at that time. And then just, and then I finally reached my goal, so I kind of added calories. But during that, was, it was very difficult. What was that? Can you repeat that, Brady? Uh, I said at the end, uh, once I kind of reached my goal, I kind of added a little more calories, but I still stayed in that that weight limit. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it was very difficult at first, but I just stuck with the same food, so I knew those foods was going to work. It was within my calorie range, so I didn't like change my diet up a lot. I just eat the same food every day within the twelve to fifteen hundred calories. And what was it like? Because I think some people listening are probably like. They're hearing the amount of food you're eating, and they're like, "I don't know, you know, I don't, I could do that for a week, like never mind six months." What was, what was the drive that was able to keep you going? Like, obviously the scale moving, but really, what, what do you think was behind being able to do that, you know, for six months? 
Uh, just for the fact that I told myself I wanted to enlist in the army in October, mm-hmm. and that was my that was my deadline I set for myself, and I had to do it because I wanted to join the army. So it was my motivating factor, and I honestly don't think if I didn't have that, you know, motivating me, I don't know if I could step with it. Honestly, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's an intense it's an intense amount of weight to lose in an intense period of time. So I was, yeah. It's, it's not something I recommend. A lot of people ask me what I do, what I did, and it's like this is what I did. But I don't know if I'd actually recommend doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, for like long, long-term longevity. No, understood. Like in terms of sustainability, it's not sustainable. The, you know, it's absolutely it's, not. It's really not. Non- like I've, I've, I've had guys, I've had guys on the show before, and they start telling the story of how they lost the weight, and like, luckily this isn't video because my face kind of drops, and I'm like. Okay, how do we get this back around to like the lesson a person can take out of it? Because obviously, the lesson that I don't think the average person who's dealing with a weight issue listening to this should take away is okay, just eat twelve hundred calories for six months. But I think That's there's something bad. about you know the. So what I what I think it's good for people to hear about like is so what was it like for you kind of when you hit that goal and being able to kind of transition out of that you know kind of intense deficit place back into like eating, you know, kind of eating food to sustain the body you're in at that point. Like, was that all tied up in starting, you know, starting in the military? Like, what was that kind of coming off of and maintaining your weight loss? Like, what what was that like for you? So I, um, like I said, I enlisted in October. So I, I reached my goal then. But and then I, I didn't leave for uh, basic training until December. So I had like two months of like normal eating. But during that time frame, I pretty much kept uh, eating the, the one meal a day still. Um, added some calories, but nothing significant because I had to keep the weight off because I needed to be in shape for the army. And then once basic training got there, um, I had to eat three meals a day because that's how it was. But as soon as I graduated all my training and stuff, I went back to the one meal a day since what May of 2021. So kind of stuck with that the old habits, honestly. Just and that, increased calories, yeah. but still one meal a day. And why does that work for you? I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like. Just the one meal, I can, I, in my mind, I can eat a lot of food per se. It's a lot, I mean, it's not a ton, but just, I think it's a more of a mental thing. I know this has worked for me in the past, and this is what got me where I at. And I just don't want to go back to my old three meals a day when I was 340 pounds. So I'm just stuck with it, and it works for me in my training. So I don't see myself doing anything differently for the foreseeable future. And what is, like, give us, give us, you know, kind of take us into it a little bit, like, what was your? What were you eating when you were three forty versus what you eat now? Uh, three forty. I mean, anything under the sun, pasta, pizza, burger, anything. I mean, huge three meals a day. Like I said, and well, I didn't say, it, but in college, I had like a, I had free dining hall, three meals a day, buffet style. So like you could eat what you wanted to. So I, anything, but now it's uh, literally, and this is crazy, but it's basically like a pound of ground chicken. About 400 to 500 uh, grams of egg whites, tuna, and vegetables. That's literally all I eat now. That is it. Yeah, which you do what works for you. Okay? Exactly. You know, and that's that's always the message of, of every episode of this show. Like, I and again, like you said, I don't think it's like you're sitting there saying, this is what every person out there should do. They're going to hit their goals. But for a person out there who's driven – and find something that works for them. You know, I, I work with, with clients sometimes who are, who find that zone of food and they're eating the same thing every day. And then exactly. they, have, they have that question of themselves. Like, 
is it okay that I'm doing this or is it wrong that I'm doing this? Absolutely. Like, you know, it works it, for you, don't change. Yeah, like, it, but I think also be realistic about how does that interact, you know, how do I That's true. this? Like, if you're thinking about, like, if, if you're really fixated on it being a problem, then examine where that fixation is coming from. But if you're doing it and you feel good, you know, when your body's performing the way that it wants to, because obviously, you know, we haven't even got into, you know, we got, I want to get into obviously the things that you're doing with your body now, which now sounds really awkward saying that out loud when I was putting it together in my head. But in terms of your activity and the, 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 the athletics that you perform in and the, and the, your, you know, we're going to people, if they've read the description, they know that about your running, like you do what works for you finding what works for you. Like, so, you know, and I, I kind of want, I do want to eventually move into what you're doing now, but like, I think it's important for people to get an understanding from you. Like how, what was it like for you during that period of weight loss to find what worked for you? Like, what did you go through to do that? Like, was it, I'm just going to like, this is the one thing I'm going to try. And if it works great, if it doesn't, I'll do something else. Like, what was that process like for you? I just, I wanted to do, at first it was, what, what was it like, basically dropping weight, but at the same time, kind of keeping me full and also allowing me to perform at high levels of like, in my training, like my work at workouts and stuff, and eventually just like, okay, well this, this what I'm doing right now is, like eating this, this one meal a day is helping me lose weight, I feel pretty good through the day, I'm not really like, I'm going to have good high energy, why not just stick with it, and then that's kind of what I've done now, I've just changed it up now, but I've stuck with that, like, hey, this meal right here works for me. I have good energy. I'm not going to change it for nothing. So that's just kind of a trial and error type deal. At first it was. And how did you, cause you mentioned there were times where like you felt lightheaded and things along those lines. Like how did you navigate that personally? I, I, first, I, I just kind of knew it was going to be a, like anything you start is going to be tough at first. And I feel like I'm, I just knew my body would eventually get used to it. And I just kind of, oh, this is kind of norm now. Kind of like when you start losing weight, People like are in a calorie deficit, and they're like, "Okay, well, I'm super hungry and lightheaded." Well, yeah, that's this supposed to happen, but eventually, I believe your body just kind of gets used to it, and then just which it is just worked out. Which is in a lot of ways, like I, I feel like a very a really unique experience to you, because I, I think most people, if that were to start happening, would run in the other direction. You know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, like <laughs> if if, if if I didn't have, you know, maybe that goal, like a, a, you know, destination I had to reach, I don't know if I would have stuck with it either, honestly. So I definitely see where you're coming from there. Yeah, because I, I just want, because I want people to be able to take away from your, you know, take away from your story what your your purpose was at that time and what you were doing. I don't want someone who's listening, who is, you know, 350 pounds, not trying to get into the military, wants to lose weight, and they start eating you know, in a severe caloric deficit, get lightheaded and don't know what to do. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, absolutely not. Because I, honestly, like, if, if you and I were having this conversation back then, you know, when you were going through that and you're like, I'm getting lightheaded, I don't know what to do. My first response would be, you need, you know, you need to, one, you're probably not eating enough. And two, you probably need to talk to a doctor if that's continually happening. Very like, so I want everyone out there <laughs> listening to know that I'm saying that. Well, because it's funny too, because sometimes when I hear people tell stories and they're pretty extreme, which I think is, you know, the purpose of the show is to share every story. I'll get messages and they're like, why didn't you say something to that person? And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes it's not. And I don't think in any way it's like to say, because I think what's unique 
to your experience, which I find fast, you know, honestly fascinating, having been someone that's done some pretty extreme things to lose weight before and, and then screwed that up royally. You know, I, I'll, I freely admit that all the time on this show. Um, I think that like, cause the average person that would do that would hit goal and then screw off and find themselves back at three forty in a couple months. All happens all the time. Yeah. All so like, I think, what is, what is it that drove What was it getting in, you know, having this pr- sense of purpose and wanting to do something like you said, to be remembered for like getting into the military. Do you really think that action had played a big role in you being able to kind of maintain things and move forward? Like feeling like your purpose wasn't weight loss anymore. Your purpose was success of what you were doing. I, I, I think it definitely was like, I, I knew I, this whole time I just, I needed to do something, you know, like to feel pur- purpose in my life. And, and that was just my driving factor. I knew, hey, being in the Army, I have to stay in good shape, and, and then we'll get into the running later. But if I'm in the Army, I have to be in good shape, and i got to maintain a, you know, a body weight, so I can't go backwards now. So I have to keep at, keep at this. I can't go back to where I used to be. Right. There's purpose there. Like, it's, there's intention to what you're doing. So, you know, I think that's an important, powerful part, like, for people to take away for their own stories when they're hearing this is, yeah, I think it happens way too often is when a person's just focused on weight loss, they don't think about what comes next and not having a purpose that comes next, especially, excuse me, when you need to lose 100, 150 pounds, 200 pounds or more. If having goals and purpose gets you to where you want to be physically, why drop that idea of having goals and purpose? Like that's what kept you going. Like you need to, you need to keep clearly defining that, you know, to be able to move forward. And, you know, so you get into the military. What was that like? Was it everything you expected? You know, what was that experience like? Initially joining, like, I had no clue, like, what it was. Because all I knew was just, it was going to be tough at first, like, the training. And that's all I knew about it. I didn't know how the day-to-day life was going to be. I just knew it was going to challenge me and something I could be proud of. And that's all I knew at first. And then ever since, it's been great, though. And is it something like? Do, do you are you career military? Like, where's your head at with that now? Uh, I've been in about two and a half years so far, and I could definitely see myself, you know, go another contract just to check out another duty station. But we'll see. Kind of plan it day by day at this okay. time. And what if you can talk about it all? Like, what 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 do you do in the army now? Uh, I'm airborne military police. Basically, um, I get paid to jump out of airplanes and. Yeah, for the most part, in military police, and I'm stationed at uh, Fort Bragg or Fort Liberty, North Carolina now. I'm airborne, and I'm also air assault, which basically repelling from helicopters. So uh, that's what yeah, that's what I do, and I think it's a great career. I mean, you get paid to you know exercise, shoot weapons, and I get to run. Get paid to do it, so it's pretty. It's a nice opportunity to get to travel, so I enjoy it a lot. It fits my lifestyle I like too. It's you know pretty structured. And it's obviously something you wouldn't have been doing at 340 pounds. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Even, even you know, as an active power lifter, like... No, not a chance. Completely different physical circumstance. Not a chance. Yeah. And so you mentioned running. Like, where, where, when did running start for you? Like, where did that come into play? Uh, it started actually in my weight loss journey, believe it or not. Um, I knew, like, I had to, you know, certain times you have to run in, but I knew... Running, I believe running cardio is a quick way, you know, to lose weight. So I was like, and I ran, you know, playing football, like sprints and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to add some cardio into it because, you know, the Army, you run a lot. So it's just kind of how I started running to lose weight and then it became kind of an obsession. I actually enjoyed the running. Right, because you're doing you're doing more than just 
you know, going out for a three mile jog in the morning. That's what I was doing first. It was very tough. Like I said, I can run a mile in about 21 minutes and now I run a mile in about 540. So I started very slow and then basically worked my way down. And aside from pace, like you're, you're, you're distance running now. Correct. Yeah, I do uh, ultra marathons. So how do you get like, let's, this, it, this is not something that I talk with guests on the show about a lot. I haven't had a lot of ultra marathoners run. I probably ha- have had one or two, but how do you go from, I'm going to do some cardio and I'm going to, I'm getting into running to, okay, I'm looking at a, a 50 mile race. Well, so I training up for, you know, for basic training, like my longest run was 13 miles. Okay. You know, I kind of enjoyed that. I got a basic, you know, normal f- four to five mile runs. And then I ran my first half marathon in the fall of 21. I was like, okay, I like that. Let's do a full marathon. I did a full marathon in March 22. I was like, well, what's more out there? And then I did my first 50K, which is 31 miles in May. And I'm like, all right, there's something else. Then I was like, all right, here's a 50 miler. I just completed back in March. And now I'm getting trained up for my first uh, 100-miler. Which is probably hard for people to wrap their heads around that there can be a 100-mile race. <laughs> there is. But there, there's a thriving ultramarathon community. You know, there's a, there's ultra runners out there. You know, you look for them. They're out there. They're, they're, yeah, it's a good community for sure. And then currently right now while we're talking, I'm doing the uh, David Goggins Challenge. You run four. I'm doing five miles, but you run five miles every four hours or 48 hours straight. About 28 hours in right now, so it's another challenge I'm doing. Yeah, I was going to say, you're doing that right now. Correct. I got my next run in about two hours. Mm-hmm. So how, how is that going so far? That's that, that been pretty good so far. I kind of I, I added an extra mile instead of doing the normal four miles. I added an extra five, but it's been good so far. It's a lot of mental because you get done. You have like, you got to go run again in three hours, but I definitely underestimate it. It's a good challenge, but. Right. And a lot of what comes out, you know, as I'm talking to you, man, like, is this place of not just extreme physical challenges, but mental challenges? Like, do you feel like that mental toughness has always been a part of your life? Or is it something that developed? Like, where do you think that came from for you? That's a tough one. I think I think it's developed over time. I think it's always kind of been there, just like growing up and football and stuff. I think it's just been over time. And I think uh, just my whole mindset and everything's changed since I lost weight and got into running and enjoying like exercising and stuff personally. So yeah. So what has that change been? Like how, what do you identify that as? I just enjoy now, uh, challenging myself physically and mentally and just doing things out of my comfort zone where in the past, you know, when I was big, I just wanted to like basically solve my way through life, you know, get this job, work this, do this, and just never really go out of my zone and, now I kind of realize, hey, you know, death is coming my way one day, so might as well make the most out of every day I get on this earth. And I never had that mindset before, so. No, and that's a that's a powerful perspective that you don't need to be an, an ultra runner to have. Like having that having that perspective that you know death is death is a race that we're all never going to win. You know, we all it's something that catches up to all of us eventually. And, you know, and it's something that like for me probably, you know, we're going back on, you know, five or six years, probably six years ago now, like, was when I first kind of came into the concept, uh, you know, the stoic concept of memento mori, like, remember that you're going to die. And it, I think at first, my first discovery of it, it was like, okay, 
if if you have to remember every day that you're going to die, that means like live every day like a party, you know, like live every day like, well, I could die today. So what do I want to, you know, how do I want to enjoy the day? And as kind of my perspective on it matured, like it's realizing that it's really about if today is my last day, is this the day that I want to have defined me as a person? Like, is that's, this is, that's a great way to look at it? Like, is this is the, th- the choices I made today, however big or small? You know, because like you, you know, even with your running, not every day is an ultra marathon. So it doesn't mean that you have to run one every day to be able to say that that was what I did. But did I treat the, you know, did I put out into the world the, you know, the actions and the choices and all of those things that I want to have define me instead of living in that place of, you know, party hard and die young? Like there's, there's a, there's a shift in that perspective. And I think both take into account that we're going to die. But it's like one one absolves yourself of responsibility for your actions, and another one is yes. about taking responsibility. That one for sure, because I I kind of view it like if my life was a book, which I want to read it every day. Like, is my life interesting? Something like, look, like, wow, okay, that's that you know, an interesting book to read, not just you know, a mundane, boring life or whatever. Like you said, party. No one wants no one wants to read that. That's not a movie. Someone's gonna gonna watch. Someone's gonna want to watch somebody that lost weight, did this, did this, or whatever. That's the way I kind of drive me every day. No, understood. And that, you know, that kind of like goes into the question of like, what, with these things that, you know, you've obviously over the past, you know, what are we looking at now? Three years? About um, three years, yes. Have, you know, made some incredible accomplishments. Like, what are the things that you're reaching for now? Like, what are the things that really challenge you now? As far as goals, what I want to do, yeah, uh, definitely the the hundred mile race is my top one right now. Uh, I love to uh, complete United you know, States Army Ranger School. That's my that's my top two right now. Nice. That's my which, two big goals I'm I'm working for right now. Yeah, which are which would be two you know two incredible accomplishments. So like, there's a driving force there. And do you think about like, you know, maybe this is, this is turning a corner in terms of some of the stuff we're talking about. Like, I think the average person listening to your story and what you do on a daily basis is like, okay, there's an extreme here, you know, like your, your dedication, your commitment, your passion, those things are kind of at an extreme level for, you know, from the perspective of the average person, I know like from probably from yourself as an individual, it's like, well, this is my purpose. This is what I do. You know, it doesn't, you don't wake up every day and yell the word, you know, you don't slap yourself in the face in the mirror and be like, I'm going to be extreme today. Like, it's just about getting up and living, living Brady's life. Like, do you think about like how you continue with this drive for purpose as you go through the rest of your life? Like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, like not saying that you have to know exactly what you're going to do, but like what place does that drive for purpose hold inside of you? I think it's always going to be the forefront. That's always something it kind of, it just, it fulfills me. It's something I look forward to every day. It's just doing something challenging. And I think it's always going to be there. I just like it, each day, like if I don't do something like physically demanding running or something, I to get that, I guess that high, I just, I feel down. So I feel like it's always going to be there. No matter how, how old I am, I'm always going to want to just some kind of drive, push me towards something. No, understood. And what are the things, you know, aside from like these challenges you're taking on intentionally, <laughs> what do you think are the things that you do find challenging now, like in, in your life in general? Like what are the pieces, you know, 
knowing these other these things that you've tackled already like are there pieces there you know whether that's with you know having the having off days like different feelings around food like anything like what what are the things that you get up and say okay i know this is a battle i'm gonna have to fight today a hundred percent um i have a a lot actually like uh off days are a big one i struggle like not taking days off um i even though i lost 150 pounds now i struggle with body dysmorphia now i mean i find flaws in my body every day um heck i just i i still i mean i don't eat like i just eat my one meal but if i struggle like possibly binge eating if i like even have like a breakfast that's one of the main reasons i like eat one meal a day if i maybe have like a bite of something for breakfast or lunch i just i want to continue to eat so like i just restrict myself until the night uh, night my one meal so i i struggle a lot and i just a lot of people should know that like i'm not perfect i still have my own demons i fight every day which and it's funny because you know focusing on a little detail there for a second like I, i can relate intensely to that place of you know that first bite of food lighting that fire throughout the day so you know the pattern that you need to stick to because like it can be, a th- it's a thing for me, like I talk, you know, I've spoken about it before, like almost, you know, I, I would say it's not as much now, but for a long time in my life, like especially trying to lose weight, every time I took a bite of food, no matter what, you know, started a meal, no matter what the meal was, you know, it could be the most healthy thing on the planet, that started that drive for food, you know, that would, and I knew I'd have to kind of get through. And it's that idea of, you know, and I always eventually told myself, like, you just have to get through the next 10 minutes and you're going to be fine. This feeling is going to yeah, go that's away. That's change. It is. And that's, that's one, of, one of the biggest things I struggle with. And that's, I mean, one of the main reasons why I like the OMAD part, because, you know, I kind of restrict myself in the day. And I'm already friend whatever, burn a lot of calories in the day. So I can, you know, I can have a big meal versus, you know, in moderation. And I, a lot of people can't do that, but it's like I've talked about in the past, it works for me. So, but yeah, definitely that, that's one of my biggest struggles in, in just the body image issue. Even though I've lost weight, I still struggle with it. So, And I think like something that's there and what you're saying that's important for people to hear is we can get up and have, we can have a bad day. We can have struggles. We can have those moments, but it's how you choose to react to them that really defines you. It's how you choose to handle those struggles. You know, it's, it's okay to say things feel crappy right now but I'm still doing the things I need to be doing. And I think that's the, the hump for a lot of people. Like you need to get over realizing that you can't just let your feelings define the actions that you're taking throughout a day. That's the truth. You can't, you gotta just keep moving forward. You can't just think in the past because it's over with. You can't do anything about it now. Oh, understood, man. Understood, man. What, from your perspective, like looking at everything that you've been through, like, oh, also before I get to that, like, I did want to kind of talk about, two, like, just get into it for a second. Like, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place. So I apologize for that for you. But, no, you're good. You know, it's like you say something. I'm like, oh, I wanted to go back to that. But I think also like something for you to hear, like, one, I, I think when anyone has lost a significant amount of weight, body dysmorphia is like a normal thing, but especially when it happened fast. Like, I think you see it, you know, I see it a lot in guys that have had weight loss surgery because of the rapid weight that they lose. Like, it, having your brain catch up with with our bodies can be a huge thing. And it also leads to challenges for people. Like, it's that wrapping yourself around, you know, wrapping your head around the fact that where you, where your soul resides right now is a completely different physical location, you know, in terms of what you're capable of doing. And you prove to yourself every day the things you're capable of doing. But I think that's a normal, you know, that's a normal thing that... It, you know, anyone out there, if they're listening, like understand, like 
you said, like you said, someone might look at you from the outside and be like, this is, you know, clearly he just, he just checks things off a list, you know, sets a goal and checks it off the list and moves on to the next one. But there's a whole different, you know, on the inside, it's a completely different thing. You know, like knowing, knowing that the things you're accomplishing are things that you're working hard for, you know, and the struggles are real. And, you know, so I, I think it's a good thing for people to hear. hundred percent. Like I can, you know, do this. I, I remember after my 50 mile race, it's something I worked for for the past year and a half. It's all I wanted. And like a few days later, I'm pissed off myself because I might've, you know, gained a few pounds over the, I might've had some bad meals like after the race. And it's like, you know, I sh- shouldn't like worry about those small things. And after I just completed 50 miles on the outside, I was like, oh, this dude just ran 50 miles. In reality, I'm pissed at myself. So it's like everything's not perfect on the outside. Mm-hmm. No, understood, man. And Brady, what what advice do you want to give to that person who's sitting out there who's not listening? They're not maybe they're not necessarily thinking about becoming an you know an ultra runner. But they do. They are looking to make change in their life, and they're having trouble finding that purpose. Like, what is your advice to them? Just, just start now. Um, no one else is gonna. No one else is gonna help you. No one's gonna come around. You know, hey, do this, do that. You're going to take action to your own hands, and uh, realize, hey, like we talked about earlier, the, the the death motivation, and do something, and just. Give it all you got, and then whatever whatever happens, happens. You don't got to be perfect at it. You don't, and my biggest thing is you don't got to be a perfect. Just make progress. Little baby steps, one foot in the front, and one day at a time, and good things will come. Oh, I just should. I think that I think that's great advice, Brady. What in in what we've talked about with your story? Is there anything in there that we really haven't had a chance to dive into yet that you want to make sure we talk about or people hear about today? That's that's the biggest ones. Uh, Military, running, and the weight loss journey. Main three. Yeah. Which all, and the, the, the thing that there's a thread there that connects them all, and that's like each of them kind of plays into this idea of purpose for you, you know, and knowing that everything you're doing has intention behind it, you know, and that's, that's, I think, like the biggest thing that a person comes through. Like we can all spend time in our lives where we're not living with intention and we just think we're doing the things we need to do every day. But there's a difference between doing what you think the world is telling you you need to do and actually believing this is something I need to do. I agree. No, for sure, man. For sure. Well, Brady, I I have enjoyed our conversation, man. If people want to connect with you and follow along and see, you know, see if what happens with that hundred mile race, where do they find you, man? Uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Wix W I X seventy eight underscore, and then on Twitter at just Wix W I X forty seven. Nice. I will make sure to put links in the show notes today for that. If people want to reach out or follow along and connect with you, man, I think that'd be great. And Brady, I end every episode with five questions. I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. So question number one, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? <laughs> Vince Wilford. There, now you're speaking to me, man. I'm from New England. <laughs> So, okay, here we go. I'm a Patriots guy, so you know you got me there. You got me. You got me. You got me with that. That's not one answer I've ever got before on the show. I'm excited, Big Vince. That's a good answer. I like it. You're 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 making some history on the show, man. You're making some history. Question, but question number two, Brady, is tell us, um, 
why am I brain farting for a second? Tell us, <laughs> it's a good question too. Tell us something about yourself that you love. Uh, personally, just how I treat, I think how I treat people, just mm -hmm. how I put everybody else first and how you know, I care about their actions and how they're feeling. It's not always about myself. I like it, man. Question number three, Brady, looking at all this work that you have done these past few years, what do you think has been the most important new habit that you've built? Uh, just the hard work, perseverance over tough times and just uh, pushing through and then seeing the end in mind. And, you know, if I have a, a goal, picture myself crossing that finish line while I'm working towards that goal. Nice. Brady, I, I think I may know the answer to this one because I, I think you hit on it a little bit earlier. But question number four, what is the goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Probably the United States Army Ranger School. Mm-hmm. I figured that was going to be it, but I wanted to give you, you know, just in case there was something else out there, I wanted to make sure, you know. Or you get to put it out into the universe again, you know. That's always a good man manifest reality. Uh, question number five, man, if you could go back and talk to Brady on day one of, of, you know, especially day one of the weight loss journey that you started, what is something you would say to him? Uh, don't get frustrated. Just uh, keep pushing forward. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but you keep working. Good things will happen and just be proud of yourself no matter what. I like it, man. I think that's a great way to wrap those questions up because I hope I hope that you do acknowledge the things that you've accomplished and, you know, and, and see some pride in the hard work that you've clearly done. I appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely. Well, Brady, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story with the audience. I, I can't wait for people to hear it. And, um, you know, I, I just really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. So like I said, Brady's contact information will be in the show notes, and he is going to join me on the Patreon after show right after this. So make sure you're signed up so you can hear that. You can also always connect with me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto, Twitter at GourmetGoesKeto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com and all that good jazz. And then, my friends, remember, go out there and do something to amaze yourselves today. Maybe you're not going to run five miles every two hours, but go out, out there. Find something to amaze yourself with today because you're the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.